We'll talk later, though. Okay. Hold that. Oh, it's on. We're on. We're on. <laughs> My new headphones. God, they feel so comfortable. I could have had this all this time. Well, the big news here in America's Dairyland, the Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers giving up cheese and milk due to lactose intolerance. Aww. Yeah, that's okay. What you really don't want is a lactose intolerant center. <laughs> okay, got my meaning. Well, what do you know? Live from the Monona Terrace in Madison, Wisconsin, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tulin on the piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, and I'm Stephanie Lee. In this hour of What Do You Know, we welcome U.S. Senator Tammy Baldwin, plus all the news that isn't, and a round of the What Do You Know quiz. Support for What Do You Know is provided by PRI affiliate stations and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And now, the man who feels a little bit strange to be walking around with a Kickstarter sign taped to his back, Michael Feldman. Yes. Kickstarter. That was one of the shades of gray, you know, it was kickstarting. Okay, never mind that. In all the news, it isn't. Uh, federal appeals court rules there's nothing in the Second Amendment that anticipated conceal and carry, perhaps because it never occurred to the Founding Fathers to conceal a blunderbuss. Okay, <laughs> blunderbuss. Look it up. All right, if Britain, if Britain leaves the European Union, uh, they have an offer, open invitation to join the Union of Former Soviet Socialist Republics. Also, Union Carbide called... Pipefitters Union and the Onion, but that's more of a typo. <laughs> Take your time, I'll let that percolate. <laughs> so maybe if the Cavaliers called themselves something else, is what I'm thinking? <laughs> like the raconteurs or the bon vivants. The schleppers even better than, you know, the Cavalier about basketball, that's their problem. Number one. Any other names? Uh, other names? I'll take other names for the Cavaliers. Oh. Okay, I don't think I heard that. The slackers. Okay. All right, uh, $3.4 million to go to lunch with uh, Warren Buffett, and he still won't reach for the check. <laughs> Warren. Whatever else you can say about Mike Feldman, he occasionally will pick up a check. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm sorry? I don't see you grabbing for him. I, I have. No, you have. You have. But you have to be really drunk. <laughs> and then it, you pay for everything. I'll buy the drinks before dinner. Oh, do you? Well, that's why I never see you, because I don't usually go out before dinner <laughs> for drinking. Who does that? Like everyone. Okay. Where was I? Oh, yes. Uh, doctors and children only wash their hands when being watched, they've found. There's a study where doctors don't wash their hands unless there's someone observing them. Did you see that? That's nice to know, isn't it? <laughs> Next time he puts his hands on you, say, did you wash those, mister? <laughs> okay. That's just me talking to myself. You don't have to pay attention to that. I'll tell you, and also doctors never pick up their toys. <laughs> That's the other thing about doctors and children. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Uh, on our 90th, Queen Elizabeth uh, plays croquet with flamingos and hedgehogs. <laughs> Getting just a tad eccentric. Whereas Prince Philip uh, keeps disappearing down rabbit holes. So it's, they're quite the couple these days. All right. Uh, Hillary and Elizabeth Warren may run together now that they don't have to worry about being, you know, synchronized. Okay, here's a spoiler. Uh, in the Game of Thrones uh, final, Jon Snow runs Donald Trump through... Oh, wait. Here's a spoiler. In the Game of Thrones final, Jon Snow runs Donald Trump through, seizes a nomination, and Melania. Okay, you don't like that one either. I don't know what I can do for you people. I'll take back the synchronized joke. Okay, that's not so good. I'm, I'm staying with the Jon Snow. This pen doesn't work. No wonder he left it in a book. <laughs> Can't even steal a decent pen anymore. Uh, Hillary finally wears a decent outfit. Turns out to be a $12,000 Armani. Well, TJ Maxx wasn't doing it for her. Come on. <laughs> Always wear your old clothes when talking to poverty groups, though. That's number one in your campaign. Uh, the WWE will sanction presidential debates this year. <laughs> Ten rounds, Madison Square Garden. Uh, Hill and Liz going to tag team the Donalds behind. Island stress shrinkage. You may have read about this. No? Okay. <laughs> Want to hear about it? Maybe. Okay. Island stress shrinkage. You're talking about the hobbits, you know, why they were small? So it's island stress shrinkage led to the hobbits uh, and the New York Knicks, small size. <laughs> Both island related. Okay, I don't like anything. I'm just not going to. I'm going on the last page here. No. Uh, an increasing number of uh, honeybees are reproducing on their own rather than waiting for Buzzwell. Okay, didn't see the bee movie either. Like, what can I do with you people? I don't know. You don't know. Where do we get to the Norma Desmond joke? That's going to be tragic. <laughs> you can't get Buzzwell. <clears throat> Excuse me. How about this? Some Olympic athletes are putting their sperm on ice before Rio so they can at least enjoy their downtime. Uh, Bernie stays in the race because you can't quit being Bernie Sanders, ladies and gentlemen. It's not done. Here's the Sunset Boulevard spoiler here. Okay, there you go. Unlike Norma Desmond, Bernie will not relinquish the spotlight. Okay, I'm, I knew it wasn't going to work. And I, here in Wisconsin, uh, here in Wisconsin, 45,496 wild turkeys and twice that in frozen during spring turkey season. Thank you. Uh, and finally, Madison has been named the number one college football town in the country, and you can't get any higher than that. Believe me, we've tried. <laughs> That's all the news, that is it. Okay. All right. Come on. Don't feel you have to. Boy, that's, I'm sorry that you have to follow this, Tammy. That's really not fair. Ladies and gentlemen, you welcome, please, the honorable senator from the great state of Wisconsin, Tammy Baldwin. Are you wearing Armani? Is that Armani? Oh, I'm sorry it's not. Oh, you're sorry it's not, or you're sorry, comma, it's not? 
Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. It's just not. It's not fair, though, isn't it? Because like, a, a woman candidate has got to account for her dress and hair and all this stuff, and you never hear, you know, come Some on. Some of us Donald the Trump hair especially haven't done that very well. No, you look great. <laughs> you look well. you're, you're my favorite senator in terms of looks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and policy. And policy. Total policy. You know, and I was, you know, I thought, okay, Tammy, but you know, I had never actually looked through your bio and stuff. And look at this. Your uh, maternal grandfather was Jewish. Yes. I knew it. <laughs> I knew there was something. Did you feel it all easy? There was something <laughs> from Russia. Uh, Eastern Europe, Latvia, Lithuania. Yeah, they all lumped, they all lumped together in Russia. One, one yeah. part of that tree, family tree, Germany. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. that's really interesting. Yeah. 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 That was really cool. And you're the third, uh, Adam Sandberg is your third cousin. Yes. Wow. Did you get together at family outings? I've never met him. No? Does he know? Um, I believe so because his Wikipedia site also says he's third cousins with me. Really? That's, that's the brilliance of an encyclopedia that's put together by people, right? Yeah. <laughs> by people who know. He might try to change that out, but people keep putting it back in. <laughs> So the Sam, get rid of me. The Sandbergs are related to the maternal grandfather side then? Yes. Is that it? So we share, uh, I, I think it's great-great-grandparents in common. Mm -hmm. And actually, I don't know how interesting this is, but double pair because a green girl married a marrow boy and then the siblings married each other. So there's, you know... <laughs> Is that, legal in, is, that, is that in Latvia? Yeah. That's legal in Latvia, I, I think. Thought maybe they all met at the wedding of the first couple, but yeah. that's, no, not how it happened. Well, we all have baggage, let's face it. <laughs> Hopefully it won't come up in the next election, and it shouldn't be a problem for you. So uh, how are things going? Are you in, are things in the Senate there? Any, is, is the deadlock uh, any, any better in the, the gridlock? And the, well, so much attention right now is being focused on the presidential election. Yeah. We, we've had several of our senators who were sort of absent for most of the year that was good, though, return. Right? Yeah. So Ted Cruz is around now, and yeah. Marco Rubio, and yeah. Lindsey Graham. Yeah. Um, we'll probably have more returning shortly. Yeah. And, uh, um, but the, the focus has really been on uh, the presidential race. We are doing a lot right now to try to respond to several big emergencies. You had a joke about Zika, but yeah. obviously that requires no joke, a, yes. it's yeah. no, yeah, I mean, and uh, our opioid and heroin epidemic and lead in the water like in Flint, but here in Wisconsin. So a lot of, mm -hmm. sort of emergency level things that we'd really like to see some progress on in the coming months. We got that manure runoff thing. Yeah, we have a That's lot a of issues. Uh, in... I have a problem with it. I don't know about that. <laughs> I know a lot of the farmers do, too. But yeah. Got to well, spread it somewhere, though, is, is the only problem. Or generate electricity from it. Ooh. Well, I could go into that, then. I'm looking for something to go into, you know. You know, you kind of saved my behind before when on, the, when you, on the floor of the house when you did it. You actually boosted the show there and said, you know, favorite public radio show and what do you know and that I think I kept us in the game for another couple of years there but uh, do, do, you th I, do you think my latest attempt will do it again I mean, what is it <laughs> well we we put you into the uh, Senate congressional record this <laughs> week <laughs> oh you didn't have to do that 
Yeah. Tremendous run. Yeah. Does that come with a stipend? <laughs> Probably not. You, know, you can't really do a stipend sort of thing. All right, and, and what does that get me? Like a, a dollar and a half, that gets me right on the bus? Something for your wall. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, did you actually deliver this in, I, on the floor? I delivered it to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. That's very sweet. Uh, my, is, my honor. Can we... Uh, Can you do anything like, more, like, legislatively? If things were moving, that might be a prospect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. It's all bottled up now. Because all those guys are back and things are slowed down. It's like a sense of the Senate. Can you use one of those things? Well, this is or, at uh, least my I, sense I, of the Senate. To, <laughs> am I too old to be a page, I suppose? Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. What's you need to be a junior in high school oh, and have okay. a, at least a 3.5 uh, grade point I average. Did. That was pretty good. Yeah. But not in <laughs> retrospect. It's just the age thing right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> Maybe you could be an intern. Yeah. But you know, no one ever told me you had to have a, something to fall back on in life. You know, I mean, I mean, if you in my you, line of work, you always have to be thinking about what to fall back. Did you? On. I mean, what yeah. if, if if God forbid you didn't win uh, an election? You, what what would you do? Then? Well, there was a sort Biochemistry, of biochemistry, like the, the, my, like my grandfather. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I had the serious list and then the sort of whimsical list. I had uh, a get rich quick scheme list. Oh, it's all my brilliant What's on ideas. That? I'd like to hear that one. The futures in batteries. Um, batteries. Uh, I had a couple of apps <laughs> that I was going to develop, and they were going to just, you know, be wonderful. And and and. But the serious list yeah. really focuses on what I find most um, wonderful about the work that I do get to do, and among them, you know, that teachable moment when mm. you're visiting with maybe a group of young people who are learning about government, and you see the light bulb go on, as they mm -hmm. say. Yeah. And you see a young person understanding that they're not too young to have power and have a voice and be able to make the world a better place. And yeah. That's what I would want to carry on. Yeah. But can I do that is the question. Without a question. Without a I question. I can see you doing <laughs> And, and don't you think, I mean, and the Bernie Sanders thing, it's probably gone a little long here, but just the response of young people to what he was saying and to his candidacy and the excitement you saw, again, in young people wanting to be involved in the process and have a, a say. Absolutely. That's very encouraging, I think. Absolutely. I mean, it's so easy to think that you have no voice, that you have no power in um, the way our uh, democracy is today, and he has done such a beautiful job of reminding everybody that they have a voice and they have a stake in the future, and if they participate, it's going to make a difference, and he is going to make a lasting difference, yeah. and his followers even more so. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I, and I certainly hope that is the position. Because I don't know, when is the last time I felt like, well, I was a kid when, you know, JFK and all that stuff, like the new frontier. I thought, well, yeah, we thought, I thought there was a new frontier. I actually believe there was a new frontier. A frontier, and it was brand new. I, didn't, I couldn't imagine what a frontier was. It's just like a Western, you say, the frontiers. But, but we're actually, you well, know. 
Kennedy was the moonshot, new frontier. The moon, yes, beyond the moon. <laughs> we can do anything, a, yeah. right? And, and uh, it's been a while since we felt that way. Well, Nixon had to bring us together. That was cool. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite play out. Um, you guys are in session right now, aren't you? We are. Yeah. Not like Saturday morning, but yeah. But we're in session. Yes, yeah. I'll be heading back on. Uh, early next week. What, yeah. what, what's going on right now? What are the big, what's the big issue being debated or the bills? Well, the bill on the floor of the Senate right now is the National Defense Authorization Act. It's an annual measure that comes before both houses. Um, but just yesterday I was uh, alerted that I'm going to be on a conference committee for uh, uh, the Zika funding, and I'm looking forward to getting something to the president's desk soon. Yeah, that's my phone going off, by the way. That's my daughter on I, the phone there, and I'm uh, sorry. Is that her special? Not on airplane mode. I is, is that her special ringtone? Yeah, that's her saying hello, hello, and I, so I put Excellent. her on the phone. So you got the, 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 the Zika thing, and, uh, and the bill, the defense bill, is, is there any hangups on the defense authorization bill? Uh, I, I know there was another bill that had, had some rider on it, that, that uh, Paul Ryan finally discovered was in there because he's still new at the job. He didn't notice he slipped in this other thing in there and then so the whole thing was off. So the issues right now with the defense bill are uh, folks who really want to um, offer amendments and uh, the, it's very procedural but um, our majority leader unfortunately is closing down those options and people are frustrated about it. They really yeah. want to have a chance to have a full debate. Um, but it's not, it's, it's not one of our most controversial measures no. as they come. Which one is these days? These days, you know, I think it is about um, responding to these emergencies that I was talking about. Mm. Um, we think they are critical. We think that, uh, uh, for example, the opioid and heroin epidemic, it's, it's unbelievable the um, damage that it's causing in our communities, sometimes quite silently. And we think there has to be a really robust response at all levels, all of us working together to get to the bottom of that. Yeah. And the opioid thing, is, is that from people getting prescription for, for pain relief and then, and then just getting hooked on it? Or is it, is it actually not now a kind of a... What I would describe, I mean, if you, if you look at um, how this epidemic has cropped up, it's very much associated with um, uh, what's called the pain as the, the fifth vital. Uh, and about 15 years ago, doctors started asking not only, you know, what's your blood pressure and uh, what's your heartbeat, heart rate, but what sort of pain are you experiencing? And that created a demand to satisfy um, patients and to get good ratings, et cetera, and we've seen a huge uh, increase. And not enough flexibility to say, how about if you're recovering from a, a surgery or something, how about just a three-day supply rather than a 30 or 60-day supply? And uh, uh, we've seen uh, pills in medicine cabinets become the source of uh, uh, diversion into the community, folks who don't have prescriptions. It's been very frightening, but I've um, been listening to testimony from constituents around the state, and I hate to be so somber on a comedy no, show, no, but, that's all right. but- I, I was earlier, but I mean, so. 
is, you know, to, to hear from parents who've lost children, to um, hear how hard people have to struggle to get help. It should not be easier to get the drugs than it is to get treatment, but it is in our society. And uh, this demands uh, a real uh, robust response in our society. What about, you remember the progressive agenda? We used I to, do. Yes. <laughs> I thought you may have been I associated. still embrace it. <laughs> you, you embrace it, and it's, I know it's still there, but uh, <clears throat> I mean, is that, and, and that's sort of what Bernie Sanders, a very progressive Absolutely. agenda and stuff, but is but that, yeah. what, what's happening with that? Are, are there still people advancing it? And does it ever get voted on some of these issues about that, you know, like college uh, tuition, for example? Is, so we've put together uh, on college affordability because obviously education is the means to fully realize our country's aspiration of equal opportunity for all. I mean, that's how we realize it. Yeah. And uh, we certainly have our battles in the state where we've seen huge cutbacks in K through 12 and higher education. We've also seen students uh, get crippling debt in just attaining uh, their bachelor's degree or even associate's degree. I've introduced, um, uh, based on President Obama's call for it, uh, a, a bill called America's College Promise that would allow two years of community college or technical college to be tuition free through a federal state partnership um, to allow people to get ahead. And um, we've got to do more. We've got to allow people to refinance their student loan debt uh, which, again, is burdening so many and holding our entire economy back. There's much lower interest rates today than some of these um, uh, recent graduates and not so recent graduates are experienced with 8, 9, 10% interest. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we put them all together, uh, also increasing the Pell Grant for low-income students uh, to make these opportunities available. Um, and that's in the education front, but we've got so much more to do uh, given the hard work, uh, you know, Wisconsin has the best work ethic of any state in the country, um, to recognize work. Uh, we value wealth these days more than we value work, and the dignity of work should never be ignored, and we've got to uh, make sure that we have the policies in place to allow people to get ahead, oh. allow people to have their hard work recognized by raising the minimum wage, by recognizing that overtime shouldn't be given for free um, by having paid family and medical leave and all of those. And that's all a part of that progressive agenda that's meant to, again, level the playing field between the, the, you know, the hardworking person and, uh, frankly, those on Wall Street. Yeah. And, and you know... Uh <laughs> I assume... I assume those of you who are not applauding are on Wall Street. <laughs> okay, just what I'm assuming. And we, you know, just the, the word progressive, they used to be, they were Republicans. That was a Republican offshoot of the Republican Party, the, the whole progressive movement, per se, you know, with, with the, the word progressive. And it's kind of, you know, in some ways, you know, if, if there should be a bridge somewhere between conservative values and the fact that we need to be competitive globally now. And the way you do that is through education, number one, you know. So that's where we should be putting our money, putting it. And, I, and is, do you feel like that's happening at all? There is sort of a bridge there that's saying, you know, we have to be competitive, and it's not just a conservative or a liberal issue. It's it's a, a you know an American competition 
with a very advanced world economy. Well, I could certainly single out some colleagues um, who are uh, Republicans and also champions of, of education, but unfortunately, I would say they're fewer and further between these days, and um, and that's so regrettable because I, you know, I have the honor of holding the seat that Robert M. Follett Sr. held. I mean, I, I, I never forget that, and he, uh, you know, he rode circuit around the state. He. Um, would would take the opportunity to you know, speak at all the county fairs and, and lay out this incredible agenda. And then he founded the Progressive Party and the Progressive Movement. And it, it's something that is, um, you know, something that we hold so dear, being from Wisconsin, why I love being from Wisconsin so much. Um, but it has certainly been something that is much more embraced by the Democrats these days, and we've got to find more common ground because yeah. um, this is our future, our future competitiveness, but also for the individuals effective, it is their, it is their way to get ahead. Yeah. And it is so vital for strong communities. And are you thinking that uh, Ron Johnson is not going to be the go-to guy for this bridge? <laughs> <laughs> He's not the one that I was singling out in my mind when you asked the question. <laughs> He's running a rather odd campaign, but he's running a campaign where he does not admit that he's a senator from the state of Wisconsin. It's an unusual approach. I don't, has that been done before? I think it probably has been done before. Well, he starts most um, uh, hearings off with, I'm a businessman. <laughs> Plastics. That's literally the first line, yeah. yeah. Plastics. He saw that movie I'm and it impressed him I'm so much that he, you know, the graduate. <laughs> Plastics. <laughs> Well, it's, it's an odd, you know, and, and this whole... Notice, I mean, notice my, my get-rich-quick scheme was the future's in batteries, not the future's in plastics. Plastics. <laughs> I have nothing against plastics. No. What sort of batteries were you thinking of? When to you were keep thinking? our gadgets going forever and ever and ever. Like nu and to nuclear, be able to, atomic batteries? To be able to save that energy that we capture from the sun so that we can use it at night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know, I hope you keep your job. I really do, because I don't think this battery thing is going to... It's not, gonna, not it's well not thought out. out. No. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't much depth to it. <laughs> and in uh, this whole presidential election cycle, have you ever seen anything like it? I mean, never. Just, never. Have, has anybody? Yeah. I mean, what, come on. What? You know, what? <laughs> not even what is it. What is what? You know, I mean, what? Know. Where are the issues? Where are the, where are the you know... Where's the exchange what? of ideas on a high, lofty level? You could see them on one, one set of debates, yes. Yes. but not so much That's on true. the others. Yeah. 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 I mean, I actually watch both sets of debates in the primaries. Did you? So, yeah. how, how did that work for you? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, on one hand, I saw a substantive exchange of ideas, and on the other, I. Wow. Um, <laughs> Remember after that one debate, talking about hands, so talking to parents who said they sent their their ten-year-old son, like you have to leave this this debate or you know the room right now. You cannot watch the rest of this debate. And they never thought they'd have to do that during a presidential debate. I think I know the part that yeah, uh, where that I happened. think you do. Yeah, that got, got a little weird in there. But uh, you know, I, I I've never never seen it, and it, it, it sort of stands to reason though. We we start electing 
politicians who are anti-politics. This has been going on for a while. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It, was very, it was very strange in the beginning with him. I said, I'm anti-government, I'm anti-politics, and, I, I, and so I'm running for office. <laughs> you know, and, so, and Donald Trump is sort of the culmination of, here's a guy who's, here's, a guy, here's Donald Trump. <laughs> You know, not not even in, not doesn't know much really about politics or issues or anything like that. He's just he's into he's Donald Trump. That's all I see. Him yeah, saying. no, that's yeah, like the epitome I, of this yeah. whole thing, you know. And, and, it, and it's even you know when we go back to Nixon, and Kennedy, and stuff, they were debating issues, and it was a back and forth. And Nixon was a smart man, you know, he had a lot of things. He actually did some very good things in office. So opened up China, you know, and, and so forth, and other things. He yeah. was one of the early ones calling for universal health care. Universal health care. Yeah. Bring back Nixon, I say. <laughs> Bring us together. Don't go too far. <laughs> but now it's just, there's no even there's not a broad discussion of that, you know. Uh, as well, and, and and the way uh, his you know his comments over the last couple of weeks have been just astonishing, and I think revealing him for who he is. Yeah. And who would that be? <laughs> Donald Trump. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Oh so good to see you again. I'm it's always so, good to see I'm you. I'm so honored to be here. Oh, I'm honored thank you to for have all you. you've done. Thank you. But thank you. You're welcome, and thank you. <laughs> the Honorable Senator from the great state of Wisconsin, Tammy Baldwin. Right there. Wow. How are you? Good. Yeah. U.S. Senator. Yes. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> Never thought I'd be so close. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I think she probably has some of those pins they hand out sometimes. You want? You want to <laughs> no, get a okay. pin or something? No, I don't need a pin. Yeah, yeah. You got a plaque though there. What'd you get? Got, there? What is a, it? It's a. Uh, it's actually a. a it's in the congressional record. Wow. Proceedings and debates, 114th Congress, second session. Mr. President, today I wish to commemorate Michael Philbin's What Do You Know, the two-hour weekly Wisconsin Public Radio program as it nears its end of production after a tremendously entertaining 31-year run. Michael. <laughs> okay, I, 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 I get the gist of it. And self-described kosher beefcake. What is this? Oh. This went on a... <laughs> what have you done to me here? <laughs> have you now or ever been a listener of Wisconsin yeah. Public Radio? It would have to be self-described that someone's calling me a you know, kosher... Beefcake. <laughs> okay. So uh, how are things going? Good? Good, yeah. 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 Got, got anything coming up you want to promote? Or, uh, yeah, no. Something? No? No. Okay. Oh. Uh, Jeff? Anything? Jeff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? He's studying uh, the tune there. Anything coming up? I can't think of it. You should never no. get a bass player who reads music. Really? It's just going to throw you off. No, no. No, he's always staring he's at a piece of paper and you're... you're should well, be just good. feeling the groove. He's good on the fly. Well, we'll feeling call this tune Grooving. It's one of my tunes. All right, sounds good.
once again, it's Michael Feldman. Sorry, I should have. You got a, isn't there a wheel for that thing? You can just bring it oh, over. Okay, no, that's okay. Thank you very much. How are you? Pretty good then? Nice to see you all. Are you, uh, your, your phone is not on airplane. Of course, mine isn't either, so I can't say anything anymore. Uh, Chris and Julie Sachs, Monroe. I was sorry to see you go. We've enjoyed the show. If you're ever in Monroe, we'll buy you a Limburger sandwich. So there's the upside. A Limburger sandwich in Monroe. That's sweet. That is sweet. Where are, where are the sacks is? That's the parole. Yeah. Limburger, huh? Do you have one with you by any chance? Okay. Do you actually? What? It is? It's everybody's birthday, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm going to buy you a Limburger sandwich for your birthday. Yeah. 58. Ah. You know, is that worth coming back for to get the, that on, Mike? I, probably not, huh? So you were born 58, and you are 58, so that would make you 116. Okay, or something like that. Okay. All right. All right. I, someone chewed on their card pretty bad here, and I just... I wanted to get to the bottom of it. It seems to be someone named Isaac W. Shorewood, Wisconsin, 7th grade. His question is, he bit off part of his question, there was something else, and then, then it said, do you like to sniff kangaroos? <laughs> oh, it would be you, wouldn't it? Yeah, look at it. I, I should have known it was you, obviously. That is something that can only come from you. Can I just get you to stand up here a little bit? Isaac W. from Shorewood, Wisconsin, seventh grade. Come on. How are you? Good. Are you happy to be here, or were you dragged here? I was happy. Now you're not so sure, though, right? No, not really. What does the uh, W stand for? I don't know. Oh, so you're not really a W? No. Are you an Isaac? Yeah. Okay. What's your thing with kangaroos? I don't know. Nothing, huh? So do you like to sniff kangaroos is not an honest question. No. And you're in the seventh grade uh, at Sharwood there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And anything good about seventh grade at Sharwood? Well, I haven't started it yet. Oh. Yeah. Well, that's right. You, so you you sixth grade up to the summer. Yeah. So now you've got all summer to think about seventh grade. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah. Yeah. How was sixth grade? It was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> anything really good about it? No. No? <laughs> Were you involved in any uh, activities? Yeah, a little bit. Which, you remember which ones? No. <laughs> what do you want to be when you grow up? A lawyer? Probably a mathematician. Mathematician. Oh. So math, okay, cool. Now we're getting somewhere. Math is your thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great thing. You're going to hire math, you can, you can write your own ticket. Yeah. You can name your own number if you go into math. Probably not legally. <laughs> There's a lawyer thing cropping up again. <laughs> you could be a mathematician and a lawyer. That'd be great. You could, could... Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to say while you have this moment? Nah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Isaac. <laughs> nice getting to know you. What happened? Oh, yeah. 
What happened to the rest of your card here? Did you chew that off? No, I ripped it. Something bad on there? No. No, I you... just ripped. Because I like to rip paper. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, would you rather be a stop sign or a lawnmower? This is like a Dane Nichols. Are you a millennial? Is that what millennials say to one another? Stuff like that? Where's He's over Dane? here, Michael. Huh? Oh, hey. You're a millennial or you're too young to be a millennial, aren't you? Uh, I don't know. I'm 40. You're whatever is after millennial, I think. No, I'm a millennial. Okay, cool. That explains it. Come on, just stand up here for a second. Dane, everybody. Dane Nichols. Margaret. How are you? I'm doing all right. Do you say stuff like this to each other, you millennials? Uh, it's just kind of an interesting question. I was curious to... It's not at all interesting. Well, I, I really... There's absolutely nothing about you having a stop sign or a lawnmower. It's not, not interesting. Well, you still haven't answered the question. I was <laughs> I'm not going to answer a totally meaningless question. Personally, I fall into the stop sign school of thought. Um, <laughs> there is no such thing. <laughs> there is no stop sign school of thought. Okay, number one. There, there definitely is. There definitely, definitely is not. There is not. Because you're the only, if there is, you're the only who has it. You're just, it's just you are the school of thought, stop sign school of thought. I've met a few like-minded stop sign enthusiasts. <laughs> what else have you got for me? Something better than stop sign or lawnmower? No, it's kind of my go-to question. <laughs> Do you find this works when socializing and social occasion? It, it, usually, it usually confuses people, so it does the trick, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Okay, well, all right. I guess you did that then, Dean. Okay. Nice talking to you. Anyhow, what's, what's going on these days? What are you doing? Uh, well, I'm going into my senior year of high school, yeah. so um, that's cool. I've actually uh, been on the show before. I took a quiz. We, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, arm wrestling. Really well, I think. Yeah, I did great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before you got into this phase you're in now. <laughs> before I got into the whole stop sign phase, you know. <laughs> all right, good to see you. Yeah, good to see you. All right, Dean, cleared that up nicely, I thought. How are we doing, all right? Uh, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I would be able to program radio stations with my mind. <laughs> and the comedy quiz format would be everywhere. Peyton Brown, student. Where's Peyton Brown, student? Peyton, have you got one? Superpower you want yeah, okay, well, let me see what yours is. It's only fair. You gave me one. We'll see if mine works. I don't see any evidence so far. But So if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Um, just snap my fingers and stop time, and I would still be, I don't know, just kind of there. Yeah. You'd be walking around, everyone would be frozen? Mm-hmm. Uh, would you use that to your advantage somehow? Yeah, not to, like, be a criminal or anything, but... <laughs> what would you do, then? Just tickle them while they were... I don't know, maybe if somebody was annoying, I'd just slap them in the face. <laughs> Good, I like the way you think. Good. Thank you. Good superpower. Nice to meet you. Very good. She would freeze everybody in the side of face. All right, I'll go that one. All right, but I did want to get, we have a Darlington uh, crowd here, right? Everyone's, yeah, this, oh, we got this all from Darlington. Because first of all, we had... Uh, Drywall estimator, Wayne Brown, Darlington. Why can't we see a new moon if the light side is always facing Earth? So this means the guy who's doing your drywall, 
is thinking about this instead of thinking about the drywall and where the seams are and the nail popping problem you're having with your drywall. Because he's thinking about, who, who's Wayne? Wayne, I figures it would be you, Wayne. I, do you think about this while, while uh, drywalling, these kind of esoteric scientific things? Well, if you see the card, I'm an, an estimator. Yeah. Oh, so you don't actually do the work? No, not anymore. Oh, good man. Okay, never mind. <laughs> you got plenty of time to think. Oh, yeah, that's what I do. I, I solve puzzles. Oh, cool. And then, uh, you know Andy then? Yes, I do. Yeah. Where's Andy? No, Andy, you're even worse. Sit down. Will you? <laughs> Come here. You're, you're even worse, Andy, because look at this. All right. Here's your tile contractor now. Okay, Andy, he's doing the he's tile in your bathroom. It's costing you a fortune. And he says it's a good tile. You don't know where it comes from, right? I suppose. Oh, I suppose. He's doing your tiles. What is he thinking about? Now that Stephen Hawking has endorsed black hole travel, where would you like to go? This is the guy doing your tiles. <laughs> you think about tiling when you're tiling? Well, there's a little spare time between each tile where you can think about something. <laughs> you know, you're... And this all you're, in a, to, you're in this black hole scenario. This all has to do with physics. Your arm can only move so fast, you know, because your muscles and your mind, you know, control your muscles. Yeah, so, and so your higher order physics things are going on in your head there. There you go. Do you have, how do you feel about the black hole thing? I'm excited. If Stephen thinks you can survive it, then there's a lot of possibilities there. Yeah. yeah. Finish the room, would you? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you guys as well. Let's hear it for John and Tim. Oh, stop it already. I got the message. I thought that was important. It's at least as important as a stop sign on a lawnmower. Come on. Let me break. Uh, we have to know who can and cannot participate in the quiz. That's right. The what do you know quiz by law. We have to and we have today we have Brad Cruz. Brad, Brad Cruz, and I'll give it to you right there. All right. The four disclaimers. Disclaimer number one. All questions used on what do you know have been painstakingly researched, although the answers have not. Ambiguous, misleading, or poorly worded questions are par for the course. Listeners who are sticklers for the truth should get their own shows. <laughs> Disclaimer number two. This is already a great country if a deadbeat can grow up to be a candidate for president. <laughs> I punched up your joke there. Disclaimer number three. Persons employed by the International House of Radio, its member stations or lackeys, are lucky to be working at all, let alone tying up the office phones trying to play the quiz. Listeners who have won recently should sit on their hands and let someone else have a chance for a change. And finally, disclaimer number four. All opinions expressed on what do you know are well-reasoned and insightful. Needless to say, they are not those of the International House of Radio, its member stations or lackeys. Anyone who says otherwise is... Itching for a fight. Let's see the hands of those of you who want to try them at the one finger is all it took. You had me at one finger in the air, sir. Not sure why. You know what? Well, it was an index finger, I'm pretty sure. So let, let's uh You know, you had that sort of calm, confident demeanor. Well, thank you. I hope it works. Yes. You find that you have that in all things in life? Yes, absolutely. And your name is? David Flanders. David Flanders, are you from around here, David? I live in Madison, Wisconsin. Madison, Wisconsin, I've heard of it. Uh, one good reason, David Flanders, why you should play the quiz. Because today I am recovering from cataract surgery. 
very well. Come on, David Flanders. All right. Have a seat down there, David. Did you have the laser thing or laser stuff? No, it didn't involve any lasers. No, no. But I have a, John had the laser stuff. A new lens in my right eye. Oh, new lens. Looking forward to having the yeah. left eye done in a couple of weeks. Oh, excellent, excellent, excellent. What, what, line, what line of work or, or uh, vocation are you in? I am a retired pathologist. Retired pathologist. So a pathologist... What does a pathologist do again? I, I think something dead, isn't it? Something dead involved there? I like to say I saw my patients in bits and pieces. Okay. What do you do for fun, David? Well, it's a long list. Yeah. I sing with the oh, Madison Symphony Chorus, oh, the Madison my. Opera Chorus. Oh, okay. And that's where that voice is coming from. I fly fish. I yeah. fly. I'm a private pilot. Isn't that something? Um, I do... Flight physicals for commercial and private pilots. Isn't that great? I ride my bicycle. My wife and I just got back from a bicycle tour of southern Italy. Southern Italy? On we a, came all the way home a lot just of to hills. see you. Isn't there a lot of hills in Italy? We tried to avoid those. How can you do that? you got to go in the water. To get well, you know, if we take too many hills, my wife whines. Oh, she doesn't. Hey. Oh, your wife is here. I think I heard she her just She admits now. it. Oh, there, yeah, she's, 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 and she's knitting as well. Yes. Uh, your name is being knit into that, and <laughs> someone will be calling on you shortly. Well, that's great. Fantastic. Uh, David, someone plays along with you in this quiz. You know how it works? Absolutely. General knowledge, and it sounds like you're overqualified for it, but that's okay. <laughs> Stephanie, tell us how the thing works. If people want to play the quiz, they're going to pick up the phone and dial 800-942-5669 oh. and answer this oh. qualifying question. Okay. All right, here's the question. What does the female cape bee not need? This, it was mentioned earlier in a, in a joke that didn't work. In the <laughs> about bees. What is the female cape bee, what the, what's one thing that she does not need? Okay. Female cape bee, what does she not need? Okay, let's go to the phones right now. Meredith's in Indianapolis. Hi, Meredith. Hello. How are you? Yourself. I'm fine, thank you. Have you heard about the female uh, Cape B? Yeah, it's a little depressing for me. Okay, <laughs> tell us why. Well, uh, it turns out that they don't really uh, <clears throat> need uh, males. Okay, they don't need a male Cape B. That's exactly right. They can now uh, do just fine on their own. Thank you. Efficient bicycle sort of situation for the uh, female Cape B. So it's very good. Uh, Meredith, this is uh, David. He's your partner here in crime. Hey, Hello, Meredith. David. And he's and what's your background there, David? What are you doing in Indianapolis? Uh, David will have to answer that from uh, Madison. <laughs> Meredith. Meredith. Hi. Hi. Sorry. <laughs> Compared to David, it would appear I'm a professional underachiever. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> well, maybe you should change your name to David. Then maybe maybe I should, things yeah. would go a lot better for you. I think you're probably right. Okay. So you don't Other than that, I'm a professional Christmas caroler. A Christmas wow. caroler? Well, yep. you guys have singing in common, so maybe we'll get to that, but I yep. doubt it. Okay. Uh, general knowledge, you work together, it's collaborative. Oh. And we have various categories, don't we, Stephanie? We do. Those categories are current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school, had you been paying attention, science, and odds and ends. Okay, Meredith, what would you like? Uh, one to which I know the answer. Gosh. <laughs> 
We'll, we'll see what happens with current events. Current events could be right out of the news. Yes, it is. Uh, whose social media accounts, ironically, were hacked recently? Well-known individual in social media hacked. Is this, uh, could I have a hint like, does his last name begin with Z? <laughs> That'd be a little too easy. <laughs> I've been out of touch. I've been in Italy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you don't know that. <laughs> oh, shall we take the plunge to and say Mark Zuckerberg? Yeah. Uh, I think that sounds like a good guess. Correct. Mark, one, two, three, four, five, six, Zuckerberg. Okay, that was... That's one right, and the remaining categories are people, places, things you should have learned in school, science, or odds and ends. Meredith, I mean, David? What do you think about science, Meredith? I'm glad you're there to answer the question while I say yes, what science? he said. Okay. Science it is. All right. What is the only living representative of the family Odobenidae, which means those that walk with their teeth? Only one living example of an animal that walks with its teeth. And it's not Donald Trump. <laughs> he walks with his tongue, I would say, more than his teeth. <laughs> walks with its teeth. Yeah, so you would have to have, you know. So are we talking big teeth here? I imagine if you're going to walk with them, you'd have to have them out there. How about, David, how would you feel about walrus? Oh, why not? Yes, walrus. Oh, I like the way you think, Meredith. Well done, Meredith. Two right, and the remaining categories are people, places, things you should have learned in school, and odds and ends. Okay, David, back, uh, Meredith, back to you. Oh, I've been accused of being a people, so let's try that. Of uh, being a pe people? Sure. Oh, a people. Yes, okay. That is a category, as a matter of fact. Okay, it's from our uh, subcategory. Know you're a millennial. Uh, would a millennial rather share a toothbrush or a smartphone? Toothbrush. Or a lawnmower or a stop sign? <laughs> You're saying toothbrush? I think I'd go with toothbrush. Meredith? Uh, I think they would rather share neither, but uh, <laughs> sure. Yeah, we'll do the toothbrush. Yes, thing. toothbrush. Holy cow, they won the quiz. It was that easy. Rather share a toothbrush. They would share a bed and clothes as well, more than uh, they would never share their phone. <laughs> David, get that grill going with charcoal from Michael's favorite collier. We don't okay. get a chance to give him the whole shebang here. Oh, do you want to do that? Of course. Do you want to go for the oh, motherlord? I think right, it's only let's fair. Let's not cut them off. They're doing let's so good. Let's do it. All right. The this is for the motherlord. Yes. Remaining categories are places, school, and odds and ends. Okay. David, back to you. I don't, get, I don't get to vote on whether I want to be a coward about this. Yeah, yeah. Too late. <laughs> you Too do. Late. Yeah. What'd you say? I think he does get a vote. Well, no, he doesn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hurry, though. We're going to run out of time. How about odds and ends? Odds and ends. Okay, it's good. Okay. If you lift a car off your dad, you can thank A, your mom, B, probiotics, or C, cortisol. Cortisol. Too easy. Meredith? Uh, <laughs> well, I think that the two, when you, somebody says, it sounds like you said too easy, that's probably some kind of a clue, so that's probably good. And he said we're such <laughs> conviction, so yeah. You won the whole shebang! David, get that girl going with charcoal from Michael's favorite collier. 
Kangapoo John ignited with an F-bomb fire starter from Shift Studios. And while those brats are cooking, Reed Michaels, glad you asked. Intriguing names, facts, and ideas for the curious-minded from Triumph Books. And then look to a future so bright you'll have to wear a pair of sunglasses from iHeartRadio. Get the lowdown on the deleted emails of Hillary Clinton, a surprisingly slim parody by John Moe from Three Rivers Press, and relive the hopes, fears, and aspirations of a quarter century's worth of hard-working American radio comedy in the CD compilation The First 25 Are the Hardest from Michael Feldman's What Do You Know? Yeah. Meredith, make every morning a quiz winner with steep and brew breakfast blend coffee and breeze through your afternoons with rich and smooth Costa Rican terrazoo from Madison's Steep and Brew Coffee. Coffee done right. Then keep those memos firmly attached to the refrigerator with two dozen American Gothic magnets from a famous art museum in Iowa. Pipe plumber's butt wearing a handsome t-shirt with an extra long tail from the Duluth Trading Company and listen to Vladimir Putin's favorite bedtime music on the CD What Do You Know About Rachmaninoff with liner notes of Imperial Grandeur by Michael Feldman from Nimbus Records. And many more prizes, which I'll have to tell you about later. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you so much. Great job. Meredith, hang on. Make sure you get that. Keep her playing. Nice work. Looking to keep up with Michael? Click over to whatdoyouknow.net. You can enjoy his posts, relive classic What Do You Know moments, and join his social media army. It's all available all the time at whatdoyouknow.net. If you'd like to hear a What Do You Know podcast this fall, you can support us at kickstarter.com. Just search Michael Feldman. Live from the Monona Terrace Community and Convention Center, it's Michael Feldman's What Do You Know from Wisconsin Public Radio and PRI, Public Radio International. That's John Tulin on piano, Jeff Hammond on bass, and I'm Stephanie Lee. In this hour of What Do You Know, we welcome country soul singer Shannon McNally, plus a batch of thanks for the memos, all the news that is, and a round of the What Do You Know quiz. Support for What Do You Know comes from PRI affiliate stations and the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. And now, the man who, while not an optimist by nature, has very little faith in pessimism, Michael Feldman. It doesn't pay. Thank you. Thank you for turning my microphone on. Now I can say things. Well, each week of this time, we read actual memos sent in by actual listeners. We got a backlog of about 10,000. I don't know if we can get them all in the next show and a half. But uh, let's see what we got here. This is okay. Uh, to all. There have been several reports that the rooms in MG are cold. When the heating system was checked by facilities, it was determined this condition is being caused by the fact that many windows are open. <laughs> work there? You work there? Everyone is reminded that in order to maintain MG, whatever that is, at a comfortable temperature level and also to conserve energy, it is important that all windows are closed when leaving the room. Thank you for cooperation, Stan. 
Okay, <laughs> not great. Let's try this. Uh, due to the recent rash of personal items being founded on the printer, <laughs> your management team would like to remind the you know, management team. Wow, that's pretty good. Your management team would like to remind the office of our administrative policy regarding personal, in quotes, use of state resources. Administrative policy 1701 regarding personal use of state resources declares the following. Quote, incidental and occasional personal use is permitted. Oh, so it's fine. Hoisting <laughs> your own petard there, Mr. <laughs> management team. <laughs> Not a problem. Two quick examples of inappropriate use of the printer could be the following. Uh, one, printing 98 pages, that is 98 pages in caps, of coupons in color. <laughs> I personally am going to use a dollar off any two Dinty Moore products. Can you say ka-ching? <laughs> and two, printing 20 recipes on 20 pages that you would like to try later, although the popsugar.com recipe looked delicioso. At least an amusing fellow, if you've got to do this. Moving forward, please keep personal use of the printer to a minimum. Thanks, your management team. Okay, I got to applaud that one. That was pretty good. And since uh, we have another 9,997 to go, I'll just do this one too. I'm trying to get in there. Uh, good afternoon. Nice way to begin. A missive. We have received several reports of people feeding the squirrels in the area around the Court of Appeals. <laughs> The funny, the squirrels are coming to the Court of Appeals. What are, they, what are they appealing? As a result, the squirrels have become aggressive and are now approaching people for food and, and money, I bet. They're trying to... <laughs> this is extremely dangerous. Squirrels are wild animals and should be treated as such, with a whip and a chair, I would say, because of the effects of the Department of Natural Resources and Judiciary employees and visitors. Uh, the Department of General Services has been notified of the issue and they are in the process of taking corrective action. I wonder what that could be. A sniper. I'm thinking a sniper on the Court of Appeals roof. Do not feed the squirrels. Also, if you're eating outside, clean up all food and trash to ensure that the squirrels do not associate you with food. <laughs> or mistake you for. Please notify a security police officer if you witness anyone feeding the squirrels so we can address the issue with them directly. Thank you, Mindy. Okay, there you have it. Thank you for those memos. We can send them now, but you gotta overnight them. And where can they, where can they overnight those to? They can send those memos to what do you know at, I'm sorry, what do you know at WPR.org. What are you sorry about? Uh, stumbling over my words no, there. Don't, don't <laughs> Subject line memos, or go to notmuch.com and post it there. Yeah, okay. Uh, there is some, uh, all the news that is around here, I usually do that because the first monologue didn't work so well, so the, the news that isn't, so I do news that is, and it's usually, you know, statewide. Uh, and we did miss, this year we missed the uh, wood tick racing in Loretta, <laughs> up North Hay. We had them on one year. It was kind of slow, I'll be honest with you. As far as the interviews go, <laughs> it was cute. Uh, it's up there in Loretta. And uh, I will say that Lyme disease did, did not spoil the fun again this year <laughs> in Loretta. It's on Memorial Day weekend, so we missed it. Uh, the guy, is, Reed Kane, is the guy who's at this bar up there. What's the bar called? Uh, 
We'll find out as we go along. It's a miss. It's like 20 pages. It would run off on the computer head. Uh, something I learned in the bar business, it's something new every day. In the woods of Loretta, there has been frenzy as well. There's been a hunt taking place over the past few weeks. Uh, and he says they usually like to jump on white cloth. They'll jump out and usually end up getting caught on the blanket, a hunter said. Pine trees. We should find some pine trees, another hunter said. They're out there, see these guys are out hunting for ticks, which most people don't do. Uh, I like to catch them a few days before and put them in training. <laughs> I got a little training stable course, the hunter said. This a hunter keeps coming up here, but it's the same guy. Always, right? right here, we got one. Careful with him, you can't break his legs, a hunter said. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting. Where else can you race wood ticks except in Loretta, Wisconsin? A wood tick hunter said. Tick races started about 37 years ago with my father. He saw a wood tick crawling up his arm and wanted to figure out what he could do with it. <laughs> Randy Kudner said. So they started racing them. It's a dollar a tick and a dollar to register them, so two dollars. <laughs> do the math. You name your parasite, you try not to lose him, and then you head to the starting circle. Kudner, his father, came up with the idea, serves as the host and judge. Oh, yeah, there's Randy still around. Uh, it's a big deal, the original wood tick race in Loretta. Uh, years passed, they brought in a pig. <laughs> because of my training, I was able to tell it wasn't a wood tick, <laughs> Kunert said. This is like the Kentucky Derby, except we're using wood ticks. There's a lot of good quotes in this, I'll tell you. Just... The first tick out wins, then he goes on to the next round. So it was like a trifecta or something. Can win the whole uh, it jumped on my leg walking around my pod, a, a wood tick racer said. At the end of the day, there's only one winner, and only one live tick at the end of the day. The rest get hit with a mallet. <laughs> As we leave, the wood tick races for another day in Loretta, northern Wisconsin. So that's all the news there is around here, and it's pretty good. And it was a good race. I didn't get the winner. I'm very excited that Shannon McNally has joined us again, and uh, we've, I think two times she's been on with us so far, and she is an amazing voice, a great singer, great writer. Uh, well, she'll be here in a minute, and you'll understand what I'm saying. Would you welcome, please, Shannon McNally, ladies and gentlemen. There she is. How are you? Good to see you again. And uh, you're in, in town here. Is there a festival going on here that you're there in town There is a for? festival going on, the Marquette Water Festival. Waterfront oh, Festival. That's this weekend. That's a great Yes, one. it's today. I play, I'm going to do a whole solo set at 4 p.m. today. And yeah. then uh, I'll have my whole band here from Memphis yeah. tomorrow at 2. How cool. How cool. And you're sitting down. I, I, I usually see you standing with electric. Mm-hmm. Well, I do both. You do both? Yeah. Yeah. Depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, depends on, on you, I would think. Depends on, well, it depends on what the plane tickets cost. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And, <laughs> and uh, this, um, this Jim Dickinson thing, you know, I had Jim Dickinson on the show in Memphis one time. It was, mm -hmm. it was great talking with him, an amazing. And the father of those guys, too. You know, that's not yeah, a bad those thing. Guys, yeah. yeah. No, Jim, Jim Dickinson was a great, great music producer, great piano player, great songwriter, great musical force of behind Memphis music for many, many for decades. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one you, of the wonderful people I've been able to work with. 
very yeah. grateful for that. Yeah, and are, are you on tour now? With, with I am not on tour. I'm sort yep. of in between. I just finished a record with Rodney Crowell. Yeah, um, had Rodney on too one time. Yeah. Yeah. Magnificent human being. Rodney is amazing. Yeah. He's a magnificent human being. Yeah. Yeah. All the way around. He thinks a lot of you too. Oh, that's nice. To know. Your name came up once or twice. Yes. What, what have you got for us here? Well, um, I'm going to do, uh, how about I do a song uh, that Rodney wrote for this new record? Yeah. Fantastic. Right. And I brought my little list because it's hard to remember the titles of two songs. Yeah. Can you read that from that, can you read that from that distance? Yeah, you know, it's a tough act to follow. You had, you had heavyweights up here all day. It's tough. But uh, this is called You Made Me Feel For You. Let's see. And I brought my very old guitar, which does not have a pickup, so... But I figured you guys could sit through an acoustic performance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not, not every audience can. <laughs> it's advanced math in some places. <laughs> All right, let's see how this goes.
Got up in my blood. Huh? I like that. <laughs> I've had that happen, but just <laughs> once I think it happened. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get her name actually. That was that's a wonderful song. Thanks. Is that a, is there a new album? Now the last one I know about is Small Town Talk. That's uh, the sort of my last release, but I I've got one coming out one of these days. It, it probably early next year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. We, haven't, we haven't quite hit the road full on with it yet, yeah. but uh, that's that's coming down the road. Yeah. More Rodney songs on there too. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, um, mm -hmm. there's a couple of Rodney songs and a couple we co-wrote together. Yeah. And then, um, we, we did, we did a nice, uh, we did a nice record in, in Nashville. It's the first record I've ever done in Nashville, so it was very exciting. Yeah? Yeah, it was really nice. Where did you do it? Um, the Sound Emporium. That's a big one there. Yeah, yeah, it's a beautiful, fabulous, it's, it's like, it's Disneyland for songwriters. Yeah. It's just, they have microphones that are older than me. <laughs> microphones oh. and everything. Yeah. Wow. Tape machines, even. <laughs> they got four And, guy, and guys that know how to use a tape machine. <laughs> now that's sexy. <laughs> well, now that I know what you like, I can, I, can, I can do something about it. I'm not sure what. It's going to involve yeah, equipment. No digital, no plastic. Yeah, really. Yeah. Got, can you do another one? You got another, another one? one? Yes. Oh yeah, I got another one. Only if you want to. I'll do another one. Oh. I'll do this one now. It's for uh, all my gals, all my all my girls, all my girls out there trying to earn a living. You know you're out there. Come on. Now. <laughs> Well, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't, trouble if you will, it's double if you won't, so you watch what you say, and you watch what you do, and you keep thinking someday, they're gonna see the real. Sixty cents on a dollar More than makes you wanna holler Attack your smarts till you're numb That's how they make you feel dumb You wanna beat them to the punch You wanna trust every hunch Cause in the mirror there's a girl That's trying to make it in the world So woman like the wild winds way for your Magdalene and your Jezebel. Woman, we for your sisters gone. Let their names live on with a banshee. Then one day you turn a corner You find your doubt goes back burner And all dismissal implies Is where your sanity lies Cause you've come through fire You've set your sights higher Cause in the mirror there's a girl Just 
trying to make it in the world. So on my way, like the wild winds wail for your Magdalene and your Jezebel. On my way, for your sisters gone. Let the names live on. or Berg in the greater rearranged map of the U.S. That's right. Time once again for our Town of the Week. And here is Stephanie Lee. Thank you, Michael. Oh, Stephanie Lee. <laughs> Thank you. Brainerd, Minnesota is the county seat <laughs> of Crown Wien County and is one of the largest cities in central Minnesota. The town straddles the Mississippi River on land originally inhabited by the Ojibwa. Brainerd was originally known as Crown Wing Village, a fur and logging community that attracted settlers to the area. On Christmas Day in 1805, American explorer Zebulon Pike stopped there while searching for the headwaters of the Mississippi There's a River. Name you don't hear much anymore. I know. Zebulon. I'm going to name my first dog after him, it's I like, think. No. <laughs> well, that's like first daughter. That'd be a mistake. Brainerd was the brainchild of Northern Pacific Railroad President John Gregory Smith, who named the township after his wife, Anna Eliza Brainerd Smith, and father-in-law, Lawrence Brainerd. The company built a bridge over the Mississippi seven miles north of Crow Wing Village and used the Brainerd Station as a machine and car shop, prompting many to move north and abandon Crow Wing. Brainerd was organized as a city in 1873. Brainerd remained a railroad town for many decades. In the 1920s, roughly 90% of Brainerd residents were dependent on the railroad. Participation for in the what? nation... What's that? For what? For jobs. Oh, okay. Okay, I get that. <laughs> and other things. Goods they were waiting for. <laughs> Goods, too. Goods, too. Participation in the nationwide railroad strike in 1922 left the majority of Brainerd residents unemployed and embittered many of those involved. In 1933, the first National Bank of Brainerd became f briefly famous when it was held up by Babyface Nelson and his gang. Modern-day Brainerd is home to one of five medevac helicopter flight stations in the state. The city is known for the Brainerd International Raceway, which hosts races frequently throughout the year and has a national drag racing meet annually in August. 
Visitors to Brainerd can enjoy the Paul Bunyan State Trail, a multi-use recreational rail trail running between the cities of Brainerd and Bemidji, two alleged birthplaces of the eponymous folkloric lumberjack. Nice use of the word eponymous. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to start using that now. The Paul Bunyan State Trail covers a distance of 120 miles, the longest continuously paved trail in the United States. It joins the Blue Ox Trail in Bemidji, which continues 110 miles to the Canada-U.S. border. Uh -huh. So as November approaches and Canada becomes increasingly enticing, remember that you can bike there from Brainerd, Minnesota, our final town of the week. Holy smoke. Has anyone ever done that, I wonder? I'm looking at it, Michael. I'm is looking it, at it. It's a trail, huh? <laughs> there is a trail. trail. Yep. Does That's it, the Blue Ox Trail in Bemidji. The Blue Ox Trail. What, el what, can, what else goes on that trail? Just bikes? Uh, you can walk there as well. Oh, you, you can, can walk run. to Canada? <laughs> yeah. You could run, if, walk, If Trump bike gets in, there's going to be a lot of people on that trail. I'm imagining so, yeah. Yeah. Every, every mode of locomotion will be on there. <laughs> Pretty much. And Brainerd, is, that, is it where the statue is? Where the Paul Bunyan thing? That is not where the statue is. Is that in there Bemidji? There is a statue. Where's uh, the one that's in Fargo they keep showing? Wasn't it? I thought that was in Brainerd. Bemidji. It's in Bemidji. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Never mind then. <laughs> Okay, so we're still calling her randomly right now. Uh, Lyle is. Uh, it's our last town of the week, Lyle. So make a little effort. <laughs> Just put numbers together with the area code, and you should get something pretty soon. We're looking for someone out there. Uh, what else did, did you learn that you couldn't use uh, in that? Uh, I learned about the Blueberry War of 1872. Oh, yes, Would you like to hear about, hear about that? that. Sure. Yes, so much. in the early years of Brainerd, uh, the relationship between the settlers and the Native Americans was quite tenuous. Uh, so the Blueberry War of 1872 best exemplifies this point. Uh -huh. uh, two Ojibwa were hanged for allegedly murdering a missing girl. Oh, so God. sorry, it got dark really fast. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> I thought it was about blueberries. Uh, it is, not till the end. Oh. So when a group of Native Americans approached the town, troops were called in to prevent a potential reprisal. Yeah. As it turned out, however, the Ojibwa only wanted to sell blueberries, and the settlers avoided a bloody misunderstanding. Well, so I'm sorry I asked. To tell you the truth, <laughs> uh, it's, I guess it was a good ending to an unfortunate uh, situation. Yeah. Call something the Blueberry War, and it just sounds so... It sounds like fun. Whimsical. It sounds like it would be like a, <laughs> finally a fun war, you know? Yeah, not so much. No. Not so much. Blueberry War. <laughs> like they threw the blueberries at each other. Uh -huh. But it didn't nah, turn out yeah. that way. And uh, Lyle's still uh, dialing out there. Uh, no luck yet? Lyle, see if your mic works <laughs> for the last time in this century. <laughs> Say something to me. Talk, talk into it. The Safari Center, uh, she was busy with uh, people at the front desk, and yeah. the uh, Franklin Art Center um, just has an answering machine. <laughs> okay, keep trying. <laughs> I got all the time in the world. <laughs> uh, how many people here have actually been to Brainerd? And how was your experience? Yes, well, how was your experience there, sir? Fabulous. What did you, what did you like best about Brainerd? Resorts, lake, outdoor things? Okay. Yeah. So you had a good personal experience? Okay. Hmm? Went on a family vacation. Family vacation. <laughs> Did you bring your family or someone else's? 
You joined a family. I hope it wasn't the Manson family, because that would be one of those family vacations you want to avoid. But in Brainerd, very nice. And you enjoyed Brainerd. Any other? Yes, yes, sir. I got a ticket in Brainerd, but I've never been there. You got, oh. Well, here's an, let's go down and talk with you about it then, because Lyle is, seems to be flummoxed at this whole thing. Now, here, you were in Brainerd. Okay, well, here, stand up here and explain the whole thing. It's, it's very complicated. It is. Um, I was living What's in... What's your name? Oh, well, I'm Jerry Paulson. Hey, Jerry. Um, I was living in Kenosha, Wisconsin, then I was in the military. It's a long story. I, I lived in... Where does it start, the story? Right <laughs> um, anyway, this letter was forwarded from the Kenosha, Wisconsin address, and it was from Brainerd, Minnesota, and it, I had gotten a ticket for um, parking. In Brainerd. But I've never been there. So I don't know what kind of government did they you get operate. Legal representation, and did you? Uh, as a matter of fact, I did, and uh, I sent a copy of my driver's license and explained that I had never been in Brainerd, and yeah. I never heard from him again. Interesting. <laughs> Some kind of a scam, maybe. Could have been. Yeah. But this was about uh, 40 years ago. Yeah. Did you have you ever gone to Brainerd since then, just out of curiosity? I've always avoided it because. You might have a. You might have a double there. Someone looks exactly like be. a doppelganger yeah. in But I always wondered how the post office was able to forward it through about six or seven different addresses over, yeah. over that time period. Wow. Yeah. And I'm not a conspiracy theory person. <laughs> thank you very much for that. Any other uh, Brainerd uh, incident? Yes, we have another Brainerd incident here. I'll come, I'll come over. Let's, let's meet at the aisle here. And uh, let's hear about your Brainerd experience. How, how was it? Was there a traffic ticket involved? Here, come, come over here because we don't want to feedback on these, these speakers. Here. Yes. No traffic ticket. Okay. Uh, but my family used to have a cottage. Your, your name is? I'm sorry. Oh, Kristen. Hey, Kristen. Uh, my family had a cottage in Bemidji, which we just sold oh. after 50 years. And uh, we used to stop at the Red Owl in Brainerd to get groceries. That was the last place that we could get groceries before we got to our cottage. Yeah. So that's so my. Would you say that was a good experience at the Red Owl, or <laughs> yeah, memorable was. ever happened? Um, no. no. <laughs> so you you know more about Bemidji probably than than Brainerd. I do. I was so glad to hear that you knew where the real Paul Bunyan statue was. Yeah. yeah. They've got a talking Paul Bunyan in Brainerd. Oh, they do. Uh, I wonder if I. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice effort. <laughs> okay, well, thank you. Thank, thank you. For you. That. Okay. Uh, any other Brainerd uh, incidents? Or in back here. It's amazing. It's amazing that Brainerd is central to so many people's lives. It's the kind of thing you don't think about usually or ever. Uh, and did you have a, a Brainerd experience? Yes, most definitely. Yes. And your, your name is? My name is Kathy Munson Lutz. Hi. Hi, good to meet you. Good to meet you. Yeah, we had a family cabin um, on the on Lake Sylvan, right right outside of Brainerd. Spent many, many, many summers heading up there, swimming, having a great time, going to Paul Bunyan Land and being greeted. Um, my husband actually can tell you all about Paul Bunyan saying, "Hi, Rick. I'm glad you're here." Paul Bunyan addresses you by name? My name. It's the most amazing psychic and or? astounding experience of your life to walk into Paul Bunyan land and say, and have Paul Bunyan say, hi, I'm glad you're here, Rick. And his is that your name, in fact, Rick? It is, yes. How did this, this uh, statue, uh, automaton or whatever it is, 
Well, when we went there, I was always curious why my mom and dad were behind us. They never caught up to us. We went into the big courtyard, and where's mom? Of course, they're asking mom and dad the names. So as the kids walked in, that's how they do it. They did, yeah, we figured so it out. So disappointing. When I became a dad. Yeah, when I when I told them, you know, my sons, yeah. and then I figured it out 30 years <laughs> later how it done. Only 30 years later. <laughs> Well, I'm so. Thank you. Fitting into our Brainerd recollections. Thank you all. It's our time of the week. Thank you, Stephanie Lee, and everyone who's ever been to Brainerd. And uh, that's quite wonderful. Okay, I have to get way back to where I was now because I, I know I got here. Go, you say something, Stephanie. You can close that out if you want to. Oh, well, we have some cheese for everyone that offered a Brainerd story just now. So for all of you who shared your Brainerd experiences, we'll be sending you the best of the Badger State in an assortment of handcrafted cheeses free of recombinant bovine growth hormone and certified delicious from southwestern Wisconsin's Cedar Grove cheese. I say, oh. <laughs> oh. We got to get rid of the cheese, is what I'm saying. Offloading cheese and wine. The it wine, you know, like I don't know. We could probably hang on to that for a while. It ages nicely. But the cheese has got to go, so take some cheese home with you. Okay. Are, are you, Lyle, are you still dialing? No, we couldn't find anybody. Okay, good. Well, we did fine. It was just fine without you. I'm going to have to let you go, Lyle. No. I have to let you go after all these years. Plus, you're driving. You know, Lyle like, uh, drives us on the road a lot. Well, just the old uh, coots. Uh, and his driving's been, you know, I don't know. I'm saying it was, it's been creative. No one's died, really. No, but they've been really? shaken up with an inch of their lives. That's Everyone okay. no. could use that now and then. I'm going to keep you on. You're with me as long as I do this. <laughs> but that's it then. That's <laughs> just fish fries for me and you. <laughs> okay, uh, this. Have you been to Brainerd? Uh, no, I have not. Jeff, been to Brainerd? I have. Yeah. Jeff has. Your experience was a good one? Great. Great. Again, uh, no parking tickets. No parking. I was a child, though, so I couldn't. Oh, you were a child. Do you remember the talking bunion? Yes. Hi, See? Jeff. Did he say that to you? <laughs> Would you like an axe? <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Have you ever seen a grown man's axe? Oh. Did you get something like that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's an echo. I don't know. I can't hear you. No, and I'm just being a jerk, and that's all I hear. All right, so this, this number. By the way, that last song, you're writing some really good stuff. Oh, John. thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Really? That was excellent. Okay, all right, all right, that was very nice, too. Glad you Thanks. That. Yeah. If you would have written that, it would have been even better. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, I, hang on, Okay, sorry. <laughs> Pardon me. I just apologize to my leg. <laughs> it's still a vigorous leg. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is good. I, I find, uh, I, I knew I was getting old when I started uh, uh, thanking my plate for the food. Really, I mean, I'm not even kidding you. This is, I, and I, I made the meal and everything, you know, so I really should have been thanking myself, but that's vain, vain glorious to thank yourself for giving yourself. So I thank the plate. I said, thank you very much, plate. 
Uh, that's, a, that's a warning sign. <laughs> it means you're going to get a call from Wisconsin Public Radio saying, that's it. <laughs> you know what you've been doing on the air? You've been thanking your food, thanking your plate for your food. Uh, it is good to be back in Wisconsin, the only state where they serve beer, brats, and cheese at a fundraiser for heart disease. <laughs> Thank you very much. Okay, very good. Is that part of your, you, you do stand up? You Correct, yeah, it's yeah. part of my stand up act. Yeah. So. Is it all about Wisconsin, your stand up? There's a good portion of Wisconsin. Give us, I, give us another one. Minnesota Wisconsin border. So um, I'm trying to think of other. Oh, yeah. Here, here, um, so, I've been thinking of taking up drag racing, but I can't run all that fast in high heels and a dress. Oh. <laughs> okay, that's good. Should have quit with the heart disease, I think. <laughs> Uh, what's the gestation period of the North American buffalo? I know you think because I'm a radio host. I must have a vast reservoir of knowledge. I do, but it's all on little index cards that I keep in a recipe box. So I have... Uh, uh, Bo um, Mav Mavity, is it? Mavidi. Mavidi? Yeah, how are you? Are you a vet? No. Are you a doc processor? Yeah, document processor. You're a vet doc processor? Oh, for veterans, not veterinarians. <laughs> so where does, where does the American Buffalo come in then? Well, actually, that's a, a song that my cousin wrote. Okay, wait a second. <laughs> it's a song that my cousin wrote. That's always a bad answer. <laughs> See? But he's making the walk anyway. I'm making the walk anyhow because I only have so much time left and I don't want to leave anyone out, even if it's uh, something that my cousin wrote or something. Uh, explain, please. Okay. Um, you want me to sing it for you? No. Okay, I just know that one line. Right here. What's the gestation period of a North American buffalo? <laughs> this is something that I really would like to know, and that's all I know. But, uh, he, uh, excuse me, uh, my cousin actually Give me the mic. <laughs> no, it's my mic. Uh, my cousin actually went and took a tape of his music to uh, see Chet Atkins, and they said that's the only song that was really worth uh, moving forward with. The rest of it he wasn't too crazy about. And your name is Bo? Mabidi. Okay, I was going to say that. All right, thank you very much, Bo. I wouldn't have thought of that. Any of that. I have a, I have a question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is there any chance, any chance you might reconsider uh, retiring? I would, in a heartbeat. Oh, it's NPR that wants you to go? No, not NPR. They, they don't really care too much about it. <laughs> the local state that we're in right now. Oh, I see. I understand. Okay, okay. thanks. All right. You're welcome. Thanks for making my day. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Good. Yeah, Good. What's your name? Benjamin. Benjamin. Aww. They call you Benjamin all the time, or sometimes they call you Ben? Ben. Which do you prefer? Ben. Ben. <laughs> What, uh, what, what's your favorite thing to do, Ben? Um, ride my bike. You do? What kind of bike you got? Um, I mean, is it <laughs> off-the-road kind of? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and is it a, one of those little speedster things with small wheels and you pump really hard and you go through the, the woods on? No. No. <laughs> Where do you ride your bike? Um, on my driveway. Did you ever leave the driveway? Yeah. Okay. Would you go to the neighbor's driveway then? No. Oh. <laughs> Are you pretty good on that bike? Are you fast? Yeah. yeah. You're a 
race with uh, your buddies? No. <laughs> Try that sometime. Put a little nice. money on it. Make some nice. money on it. On the skill you. Okay. All right. <laughs> nice talking with you, Ben. Ben. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Are you? Do you know Ben? Is he related to you? Yeah. What is he to you? My brother. Oh, okay. How's he doing as a brother so far? Good. Yeah. Oh, you like him. He's your little brother and you like him. Yeah. And your name is? Nick. Nick. You know, Nick likes you. <laughs> I know. Yeah. How do you feel about Nick? Pretty good? Good big brother? Yeah. Isn't that nice? Because my brother wasn't that nice to me. No. Yeah. Now he's nice to me, but he's like 69 years old. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm just saying, okay, that ends the conversation right there. <laughs> nice talking to you. Okay. Thanks for being so nice to your little brother. It's important. You're welcome. Okay, good. Michael, good. how about some gifts for them? What? How about some gifts for them? Give something? Yes. Yeah, I've got some things. Nick and Ben? Yeah, for Nick and Ben, how about wine. a hand? <laughs> they look, wine and cheese. They look a little young for wine. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm a little giddy. But we do have... Giddy. <laughs> I like that. We do have a handsome and useful sports bag from the U.S. Army. Oh. And I thought, since Ben likes to ride his bike, uh, we have these Baker's Dozen blinking pins from the Bergdorf Brewery. Bergdorf Brewery. But he might be able to pin that onto himself when he's riding his bike. Brewery? Safety first. Pins? Right? <laughs> They're brewery no, your idea pins. is much better than mine, of course. <laughs> no, that's great. You'll enjoy that. Yeah, great. We can throw some cheese in there, too. Great. Why not? What? <laughs> uh, Where's that coming from? It's not this, I'll tell you. <laughs> did, some, did someone bring an air horn in with him? I think Aubrey's blowing his nose in the booth there. <laughs> God, that's annoying. It's time for the quiz, Michael. It is? Oh, okay. Is. All right. Who's going to play it this time, then? All right, dear. I know it's important to you. I know it's important to you. It's a little too important. Go on up there. Go on, go on up there. I'll meet you there. It takes me a while to get there. Because I want to be more important than Lewis Black to you. For the rest of your life and mine. And that's, a that's a tough road to hoe there because he's a good guy, Lewis Black. Very funny, don't you he, think? He's very yeah. funny. I can't, uh, I can't tell you the joke that he involved me in on no. air because it's not appropriate. But... No, it isn't. Okay. Yeah. Can you just sort of whisper? Uh, yeah. Okay. After it picks show, up everything. After the show, Michael. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and uh, tell me again, your, your name is? Megan Smith. Mm -hmm. Megan Smith, okay. Yep. And, uh, and uh, okay. And what do you do these days and I where? I am a housekeeper at the uh, Reedsburg Area Medical Center and Hospital. Oh, good. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Enjoy that? I do. I uh, got to clean my first C-section the other day, and I thought that's I was nice. in like okay. a That's nice. Okay. Anything else you like to talk about besides the... Oh, that was pretty cool. It was, it was okay. Yeah, good. Hey, I, I like a nice, clean C-section. I, I work. Yeah. I work hard. No, you do. And it was cool. How do, what do you do to relax, then, after a hard day of cleaning up C-section? Uh, I, I parent my four-year-old. Oh, okay. And four I live with my parents on a sheep and llama farm. No kidding. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Wow. Yep. Did they always have that farm, or is oh, that yeah. in recent years? Nope, nope. Yeah. It's been in the family for like 100 and probably 30 or 40 years. No kidding. Yep, yep. Even with the llamas? Because I thought that's a fairly uh, new well, thing. We, that people... we got the llamas to guard the sheep because we have coyote <laughs> problems. So it's really Are a sheep. Are they good at 
sheep, llama, and coyote yeah. farms. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep, yep. Of those three, which are your favorites? I like the coyotes the best. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, the llamas are cool. They're pretty fickle, and uh, they spit at you if you're naughty to them. Yeah, I had one on stage one time. Yeah. And I tried to get it to spit, but it just kicked me instead. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for some reason, they said it spits at males. Yeah, yeah. Did you find that? Uh, the well, llama? the first llama we had, his name was Norman. <laughs> Norman. <laughs> and he sort of imprinted on me. Uh -huh. And my parents would call me back from college to, yeah. like, move Norman into a new pasture. Because <laughs> no one else could he move wouldn't, him? he wouldn't come for anybody else. Yeah, oh. that's nice. And it really hurt my mom's feelings. <laughs> oh, it did. It really did. She's still pretty bitter. You, you can't take... <laughs> <laughs> You can't take a llama personally, you no. know, they're feeling, I mean, you even really the spitting can't. part. I know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Can yeah. you tell my mom that on the air? Yeah, don't take Norman personally. Perfect. You can't. You. That's just Norman. Yeah. It's not you. Totally. Okay. All right, so someone out there plays along with yeah. you, you know how this works, yeah, and yeah. I, I bet you're pretty good at quizzes and that sort of thing, too, aren't you? Totally. You're totally, <laughs> you're totally everything, right? I am. You're totally total. Yeah. That's great. Uh, and how does this work, then? How do we get someone else? If people want to play the quiz, they're going to pick up the phone and dial 800-942-5669. That's 1-800-WA-NO or 1-800-WHACK-NOW and answer this <laughs> qualifying question. You got a way of saying whack now. That I don't whack. think it's been tried before. <laughs> uh, all right, here we go. Here's the question. A new praying mantis species has been named after a Supreme Court justice. <laughs> Your job, tell us which one. Okay, you might have seen this in the news somewhere. A new, a new praying mantis species named after a Supreme Court justice. Uh, let's go to the phones right now. Vinny, oh, Vinny, hey, Vinny. Sorry, I meant to call you back, man. Lost that last connection. Hello? Yeah, yeah, I know. Hi, hi, Vinny. I'm having a hard time hearing you. Your phone doesn't get all the way to Chicago or what? Yeah, no, they won't pay the bill that far anymore. Just the way things are going, Vinny. Yeah, well, hey, I missed Heimlich last week, but I actually did a Heimlich on one of my associates up in Wisconsin Dell. Yeah, and there was nothing in his throat at all, right? It just, no, uh, actually, we were at a candy store. He bought a gobstopper, and I said something funny, which is really unusual, and he <laughs> aspirated it. <laughs> but I grabbed him quick and gave him the Heimlich and went sh shooting across the room. No kidding. And yeah. probably killed someone with that. I didn't uh, get the question right. You know, I'm kind of yeah. mad about that. Well, let me ask you this. Uh, praying mantis species, new one, named after a Supreme Court uh, a justice. Who is it? Oh, no question. Looks just like her. Ginsburg. Oh, you got it right, Vinny. I'm so glad for my own safety. Yes. It's called uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburgius or something like that. Yeah, too bad. She don't eat the other liberals. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, Vinny, we were doing so well there for a second. I'm sorry. I know you need the to left, stopper, Michael, but, uh, you know, get a lift in your shoe. Yeah, thank you. All right, uh, Vinny, uh, this is Megan. Hi. Hey, Megan, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hey, all right. Okay. So the two of you are a team right now, and you collaborate and all that kind of thing. I know you know how to do that, Vinny. And uh, what categories do we have? Those categories are current events, people, places, things you should have learned in school had you been paying attention, science, and odds and ends. All right, Vinny, take the first one. What would you like? Uh, how about uh, people and places? They're two separate categories. How long have you been listening to this show, Vinny? I know you've been listening. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Sorry, I was awake today. Uh, people. People. Okay, people. Uh, when asked, are you fond of your partner's parents? 8%, uh, 19%, or 27% preferred not to answer. 
talking about your in-laws? Yeah, your your partner's parents. Part? Yeah. Oh, okay. Talk it over now. I'm going to say 27%. Okay. Vinny? Yeah, sounds all right. Yeah, 27% preferred not to answer. Thanks, Doesn't mean they weren't fond of them, which is preferred not to answer. That's one right, and the remaining categories are current events, places, things you should have learned in school, science, or odds and ends. Megan? Uh, I think we should do odds and ends. Okay, we should then. Uh, who plays uh, Segway Polo? A Angelina Jolie, Steve Wozniak, or my brother Arthur? <laughs> I'm a big fan of the Woz, so I'm going to say Steve Wozniak. Okay. Vinny? Uh, Rocky Raccoon. That's his name on his uh, uh, graduation from uh, Cal Berkeley. Oh, okay. So Wozniak. Steve Wozniak. Steve Wozniak. Yes, Steve Wozniak. I don't know if Arthur does it. I'll ask him when I see him. That's two, right? And the remaining categories are current events, places, things you should have learned in school, and science. All right. Vinny? Megan, we're on fire, honey. We are on fire. Right. Woo! Yeah. Uh, <laughs> How about anything that's not science? Perfect. You pick. Uh, what's left? School, people. School. Sounds good. School. School. Okay. Internet or internet. Capital I or small. According style-wise, now we're talking. According to who? Style-wise. New York Times, AP, style books. Capital I or small I on internet. I'm an English major, and I'm, I think I'm going to go capital I. Or did Although, I mention there's another possibility? Uh, okay, little I, but I'd rather be a lawnmower than a stop sign. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> so little I. Yeah, that was pretty good, Megan. That was very good. I'll just let you answer all the questions. Sure. So you're going to go along with that small I these days? And Megan says so I'm down with that. Yes, small I. Small I. The big I is all over for Internet. It's no longer a big I situation so they've won haven't they they've won they've however they can go on can't that's they that's right i think it's time for the mother load oh uh, well can you explain the ramifications of the mother load so scenario? if they win this next question they win it all the mother yeah. load so i give you everything if they wow. don't oh, i thought it was just an expression oh uh, eponymous, or whatever you say. <laughs> uh, eponymous. Eponymous. The eponymous motherload. The Michael Feldman motherload. <laughs> talk Swedish to me. I like it when you talk Swedish. <laughs> can you? Um, say my name well, in Swedish. Well, when you put me on the spot like that, I don't know that I can. Uh, <laughs> so, the motherload. Let's do yes, it. Yes, you want to go on yeah. for uh, Vinny? Current events. You've been answering all the questions, so I just told Michael this. You don't have to be afraid of me. It's the guy in Cicero I call you got to worry about. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, Megan. I got someone I want you to work over, Vinny. Yeah, so yeah. Just, let's stand <laughs> line. NPR. Okay. Uh, all right, so you got to get this right. You get it wrong. You lose everything. You get it right. You win everything. Yeah. And what's left? What's left? Category-wise. Yep, so category-wise, what's left is current events, places, and science. Let's okay. do current events. Current events? Okay. If not the 8th through the 12th dwarves... Uh, who or what are Nenonium, Moscovium, Tennessine, and Organisan? Oh, my Lord. Hey, wait a minute. That's a scientific question. You're in the wrong category. I think you're right, Vinny. Okay. 
is needing to go is needing to go really bad legal defense for going 92 through the Chesapeake Bay Bridge <laughs> tunnel. That's current events. Um, yes. Or no. No, no, it's not. It is not okay to do that. Legal, I'm saying legal. <laughs> you, have to, uh, you have to pee in a bottle. <laughs> Sorry. Is that provided by the Chesapeake uh, Authority? Or? <laughs> Vinny, you want to weigh in on this? Megan, you would have put us in the highlights if there ever was going to be any left, but there ain't. You've <laughs> been great. I'm with Megan. So you say, no, it's not le a legal defense saying you really got to go bad. No, it's not. It is not. It is not. Don't try it. There are restrooms at either end, by the way. Congratulations. Wow. Megan, Megan wow. you've won two, you've won pancake mix and a jar of Lincoln Berries from Al Johnson's Swedish Restaurant and Boutique, along with a jar of sweet and fancy yellow mustard from The Mustard Girl, and then swing to the music of the Blue Canvas Orchestra on a CD from Big Top Chautauqua. Make your little dog a fashion showstopper, or your llama, with a black watch plaid tie-on bandana from StellaWare.com. Make a spelling and math statement wearing an Iowa 75% vowels, 100% awesome t-shirt from Raygun, and carry your stuff around in a Case Tractor tote bag from Case New Holland. Vinny, from expert advice on child rearing to travel tips with remote possibilities, you'll find them all in Michael Feldman's Something I Said, Innuendo, and Out the Other, including the CD My Life the Musical from Terrace Books. Then channel your inner Italian child with a jar of Carmela's House Marinara Sauce from Carmela's Italian Bistro in Appleton. <laughs> Explore the customs and courtesies of military culture through a child's eyes with an autographed copy of Mary Lee's My Air Force Mom from Tate Publishing and learn interesting stuff while having fun with What Do You Know the Party Game, including the erudite Michael Feldman bobblehead from Out of the Box Publishing, available exclusively at notmuch.com. And both of you can get the best education between two covers in Michael Feldman's Glad You Asked, intriguing names, facts, and ideas for the curious minded from the editors of Encyclopedia Britannica and Triumph Books, along with an all-day brain food travel mug from Cleveland's 90.3 FM radio, WCPN. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Thanks, Megan. Nice job. Vinny, great job. Hang out. Make sure you get that stuff. This is our last show from Monona Terrace, ladies and gentlemen. I want to thank you. I want to thank Monona Terrace for being such a great host to us after our little donut <laughs> dust up some years ago. It's been great being here. A wonderful spot to do, uh, do this show, and people love to come here. And Frank Lloyd Wright did a pretty good job. The furniture <laughs> sucks, but otherwise, he did a great job on the building itself. And uh, thank you all for joining us here today on this momentous occasion. Boys in the band, thank you. John and Jeff, Stephanie, thank you. And I thank you very much. Interested in a What Do You Know podcast this fall? You can support us at kickstarter.com. Just search Michael Feldman. Don't miss the finale of What Do You Know? Tune in on Saturday, June 25th to say farewell. Station information is available at notmuch.com. Michael Feldman's What Do You Know? is produced at Wisconsin Public Radio for Public Radio International. Michael Feldman, producer international. Adam Friedrich is our producer with assistance from Chris Myshock, Lyle Anderson, Hannah Poke, Kelly Osborne, and Diana Cook. Technical director Tom Blaine with help from Brad Colbert and Aubrey Ralph.